So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Got a review from Daniel C. in New Mexico, five stars. I've been a part-time realtor, part-time law student, and full-time police officer for the last few years. This podcast gets me excited to finish law school so I can devote all of my time to real estate and a law practice. Since I just found this podcast, I'm listening to many of the old episodes. Thank you again. I love it. Daniel C. Well, thank you, Daniel C. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest today. Good friend of mine I've known for, I think, two decades now. Mr. David Osborne is back, and he's hotter than ever, and we are going to get into some nitty-gritty here uh, about all things real estate sales, real estate investing, Miracle Morning, because he just finished up a book with Hal Elrod, all kinds of good stuff. So welcome back to the show, David Osborne. Hey, Pat, it's great to be with you, my brother from another mother. Hey, hey, Drew, why don't you uh, give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they could get to know you better? I'm a dad of three beautiful kids. One of them is having her birthday today, and so shout out to you, Kevin. She's in uh, Denver, Colorado, and then my other two are in the house with me here, and happy Halloween. I'm a real estate guy through and through. My dad was a green brain. My mom was a realtor. I had a two-way career path. I decided instead of killing people like my dad, I would figure out how to sell them houses and Started that early on in the 90s, mid-90s, was lucky enough to join a very fast-growing company called Keller Williams. After a few years at the company, uh, I decided I would open franchises instead of staying in real estate sales. Opened up a bunch of franchises, wasn't very good at it at first, but over time got better at it. Ended up becoming the number one franchise owner in the country with my partner, Smokey, uh, out of Dallas-Fort Worth. We sell about $10 billion worth a year. Met you in 97 and you and I started uh, competing on not just the real estate uh, businesses we both ran, but also on real estate we invested in. So that became the beginning of my real estate investment journey. Today, I have bought and sold over a thousand single family homes. I currently own 95 single family homes. I tell my wife that if I got killed tomorrow, sell all the businesses, keep the homes. They're her retirement policy, my insurance policy, her my, my uh, long-term care policy, th- those homes are just great. I love real estate. I love investing in real estate. I tell realtors, the reason you're in real estate is to make a lot of money selling real estate so you can buy real estate. I have There's nothing better than real estate, and I think uh, all realtors should be in the business of owning real estate. I also have a private equity fund that invests in real estate. Surprise, surprise. We've raised $30 million in the last eight months for that. Uh, I've done a bunch of distressed debt on real estate, and then I've written two books. One is Wealth Can't Wait, which is the New York Times bestseller following in the footsteps of my brother, Pat Hyben, with Six Steps to Seven Figures. 
And then most recently, I just completed with Hal Elrod, a very good friend. He's like my little brother from another mother, uh, Miracle Morning Millionaires. Our kids go to school together, and uh, they're best buds, and Hal is, is just a great addition to my world. I've really enjoyed getting to know him and Ursula and their kids. So that's a quick snapshot of who I am, Brother Pat. That's awesome, dude. Man, and that was a lot. And I love, I love where you say, you know, I tell my wife to sell all the businesses. Now, here's the thing. You got a lot of business. How many businesses do you have? You know, it's hard, 50. It's hard 50. to say. Yeah, 50. So, sell, sell all the business and keep, keep all the real estate. Why do you say that? The businesses require a leadership skill that she hasn't, you know, developed and, you know, I've barely developed, you know, it requires a lot of work to lead a business and you have to be engaged and involved. The real estate is set up to just put checks in the mailbox. It really is. I've got a, a great kid that runs it for me. He's half Guatemalan, half Irish. I don't know why I keep introducing him that way, but I just love saying half Guatemalan, half Irish. That's not a common combination. And he's a smart, wonderful kid who runs that for me. Actually, he's a dad of triplets now, so I should quit calling him a kid. And he gets paid, and the business generates a half a million a year in cash flow. We pay him about a hundred, so it's net four hundred, and it's just a no-brainer. It's an easy business. All you got to do is stay in relationship with Danny, and you've got a great business that can feed your family and take care of all your economic needs for a lifetime. So that's why it's just that simple, that straightforward. Yeah, because it's easy, right? Because they're autonomous to a degree, right? I mean, they are. And they're... property managers are a dime a dozen. It's not yeah, hard yeah. to find a property manager, but it's hard to find a leader of a business. And it's hard also to find a good deal once you've got a good deal and you've locked it in. Yeah, we use property managers on all of them. So Danny just manages all the managers and those guys work for, you know, sort of eight, nine percent. So that's great. They can have their the tip money is 15%. So if they want uh, eight or 9% to do all that heavy lifting of collecting the rent and evicting the tenants and all that stuff, if they don't pay their rent or rehabbing the property, if it needs rehab, then Danny makes sure that all that gets stewarded through. And if you've bought right, real estate is easy. The only risk is in the buy and setting it up to cash flow. Uh, and then there's some obsolescence risk, but most of it is really once you've baked it all into the cookie, it should just be a free cash flowing asset for you for a very long period of time. Now, I heard you say you pay them 100 but you pull in 500 Now, is that net? Because that would be 20%. Yeah, yeah. I have property managers that manage all the property, and Danny also does other jobs for me. So, I, from that business, he probably makes about 50 But keep in mind, I, I'm also paying property managers across the board. The reason I, I have such a high net profit on those homes is because I have very low leverage. I'm only about 30% leveraged on those homes. And that's mainly because I bought a bunch of homes in the downturn. It's not because I paid down the debt. It's much more that the properties have appreciated a lot. They say preparation, luck is preparation meeting opportunity. I got extremely lucky in the last crash. And I got lucky because I had saved up a bunch of cash and I knew how to invest in real estate and all residential real estate was prices was cut in half by 50%. So because of that, I went big and aggressive into single family real estate in the, in the bottom. Uh, I should have gone even bigger. That's always the number one regret we always have is we didn't go bigger, but uh, I did really well in it. And most of those homes have almost doubled in value. I mean, they're, pro they're definitely up, you know, 60, 70%. I was buying homes for 50,000 that had sold for a hundred grand before the crash that weren't that old and were in pretty good shape and rented out for 800 and 900 a month. So my entire portfolio the homes are only probably worth about 120 a thousand a piece on average, but they're you know they're back up now again. I bought them at 50. They're probably worth you know on average yeah 
the, 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 as an example, the one I bought for 50 might be worth 90 today. So they've all come a long way back. And that was luck, but it was also preparation meeting opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you recommend to people thinking about buying today that aren't in the market currently and renting out, holding and renting? I think holding and renting is the, is the everyday man's to, way to wealth. I think, you know, if you're Steve Jobs and can invent the iPhone, it's a terrible way to wealth. If you're Jeff Bezos and you can reinvent retail, you should go do that. But if you're an everyday guy like you and me, Pat, and you just want to get wealthy, uh, you know, you, you want to you buy real estate and wait. Don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. If you're not in the game, you need to get in the game. There's about six books you could read on investing in real estate. One of them would be uh, Creating Wealth Through Residential Real Estate Investments by Russ Whitney. One of them would be Wealth Can't Wait. One of them would be Six Steps to Seven Figures. There's just some books. You can get all this knowledge. Like you've got to go spend 50000 a year to get a Harvard degree or more, but you can buy these books I used to buy books secondhand, but now that I'm author, I'd say buy them new off of Amazon. I don't buy secondhand <laughs> books anymore because I know how hard it is to write them. But just go buy a $15 book, $20 book, and read it, underline it, highlight it, read it again, and then get comfortable with the space. Look at a bunch of deals. You know, to buy a good real estate deal, you probably got to look at 100 at the beginning. Look at 100 to make 10 offers to negotiate three and win one. And then buy one. And, you know, Pat, you and I talked once about what was our regrets. And as much as we've done in real estate, I think our both shared regret was why didn't we buy more? Like I bought one home in 95. I didn't wait to buy another one till 99. I should have bought one in 95, 96, 97, 98, 90. One a year. I don't think one a year is out of reach for most people. Maybe one every other year. But if you just had five homes that were fully paid for in retirement, you would triple your social security. And that's not hard to do. It's not impossible. So get in the game of buying rental properties. They're always going to be around. Don't, don't have negative cash flow. Don't be over leveraged. Don't be stupid, greedy. Just be smart, steady, and stable. Go for a steady state. And you can have a retirement in the top 25% of people, 20% of people in the US, which by the way, makes you in the top 2% of people in the world. Yep. I love that. I love that, dude. That's 100%. I agree with you 100%. Dollar cost average real estate, like like people dollar cost average their retirement fund. Same exact thing. Same exact thing. So let's talk about your book here, Miracle Morning. Millionaires. For millionaires. That's correct. Tell so me Pat, about that. So, you know, Pat, Hal has this series of books. So he wrote The Miracle Morning, which by the way, I, lo I love that book. And the idea is get up an hour earlier and get, you know, win the morning to win the day. And so from The Miracle Morning, Millionaires, a Miracle Morning series. He wrote Miracle Morning for Students, Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs. And I, with Hal, all with different co-authors, wrote the Miracle Morning Millionaires. You may know and remember that it took me seven years to write Wealth Can't Wait. And that was a labor of love and pain and, and, and difficulty. This book was written in seven months. And, and, and it's the lessons I learned from writing the first book made me a far better author in the second book. I think it's an excellent book. And what we did is we took Hal's concepts and we wrapped it around how to use the miracle morning to build wealth. So Hal's book, uh, The Miracle Morning, which is now in my book, Miracle Morning Millionaires, talks about the savers. And the savers are six things you can do in the morning to win the day. And I did them this morning. So I woke up this morning at 445. I think an animal was getting killed outside, but it sounded like my dog. So I had to get up and go check on my dog. And then I thought, well, heck, maybe it was my kid. So then I checked the on my kid. The things we think about in alpha sleep, right? I know. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> So, I, so then I was like wide awake. It was 4.45. So I got back in bed beside my wife and I just thought for a minute, I said, okay, I'm going to do my savers. So the first one is silence. And that is a meditative state or prayer. I use both. I go back and forth. I'll be silent. Then my, my head starts talking. So I'll just drop into prayer. Prayer is for me being grateful for all the good gifts I have in my life, for the love I have in my life, for the abundance, the blessings, the health. 
And then I drop into affirmations. And one of your six steps to seven figures was affirmations, correct? Correct. Step one. Yeah. Step one. Yeah. So affirmations. And, and today I know I have some meetings. So I was going in my head, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to meet with those two meetings I have. It's going to go very positively, very successfully. I'll be focused. I'll have the right team members there and so on and so forth. So that's probably not the same as the way some people use affirmations, but I use affirmations to affirm my day. So if you want to be a successful millionaire, maybe you say, today I'm going to wake up. I'm going to be purposeful. I'm going to look at deals for my real estate empire. I'm going to prospect for my real estate business or whatever it has, is you have to do. So that's what I use the affirmations to do to affirm the day, the actions I'm going to take that day. And then it's uh, visualization. And so again, I close my eyes. I see myself in the meeting. I remember the face of the guy that I'm supposed to meet with today. I see us engaging positively to get things done. I see my team happy and prosperous. I see my kids happy and going to, going to Halloween today and doing their thing. So that's visualizations, right? The last three are exercise, reading, and scribing. So I can't exercise beside my wife, but I can whip out my Kindle and start reading. So this morning I was reading a, a spiritual book. And I also read a, um, a book on goal setting because I was curious about it because I'm such an avid goal setter. And then a lot of times I'll read my goals. So I, I write in the Miracle Morning Millionaires that successful people always, always have goals. Like not, not only 5% of people set goals and they have 95% of the wealth. So once you get that, you realize I got to be a goal setter. And, and, and then once you're a goal setter, you realize the best way to accomplish your goals is to read them, read them, read them read them and put them in your subconscious so they can come true. So usually when I'm reading my reading in the morning, I read my goals and then I journal, I scribe about what's going to happen, what's going on and, and what would make a difference in my life. So we put all that in the book, but we just tilted the playing field of the savers of how to use your visualizations to build more wealth and to become a millionaire. Amazing read for agents who want to blow their business up. Six Steps to Seven Figures was an amazing read. Pat breaks it down into simple, actionable steps that if taken will almost guarantee seven-figure success in the real estate sales business. Couldn't recommend this enough. Wow, thank you for the awesome Amazon review, Garo215. Now, do you want to get your hands on this book for free and blow your business up? Here's how. Go to the free six steps book.com. That's free S I X steps book.com right now, or simply text the word Pat to four, 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 nine, nine, nine. That's text Pat to four, 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 nine, nine, nine. And I'll send you a free book. Man, I love it. I love it. And I love that you did it this morning so you could give that as a, a description of it, right? Yeah, and it's a great day. And I, I definitely notice a correlation. It's, not, it's, it's anecdotal, not scientific. But the days I do the Miracle Morning, which isn't every day. Some days I'm just, I'm, the day's already away from me before I wake up. But the days I do it, I notice I have more productive and powerful days than the days I don't on average, by far, like significantly. So uh, right now, I'm sitting here with you, remembering my visualization of these two opportunities I have later today, these two meetings, and I can't wait to get to them because I've already seen them going great. And uh, so that's kind of a bonus of the Miracle that's Morning. Awesome. And, and so how would you say the Miracle Morning for millionaires is different from just the Miracle Morning? 
Well, just like I said, so in the Miracle Morning, he just says visualize. He doesn't say visualize your appointments going well. He says nice. affirmations, you know, I'm great, my, I'm happy. You know, like it's more like how to get started. That Miracle Morning is like for the every person in the world that may be struggling with just life. My mind is more focused to, so, so now how can you use these tools to actually lead towards greater wealth? Love it. I love it, dude. I love it, dude. So let's talk about building wealth. Uh, you know, we only have so much time today, but I want to talk about building wealth in a step-by-step -step manner. You and I created a course called the Certified Real Estate Mogul Course with Rebus University. We kind of went through how you start with no property to your first property all the way up to your fund now where you're a private equity guy, right? You have a yep. $30 million fund. Tell me about that. Tell me about like what your life and what your company is like now having a $30 million real estate fund that you can just buy and sell real estate with. Well, my name's David Osborne and I am a real estate mogul. Nice. What a great class you created there, Pat. We, you know, you got a lot of smart people on there sharing how they've made a lot of money in real estate and I was honored to be a part of it. So, yeah, the fund is just really the level five mogul you talked about in your class. I mean, it's the, it's the tip top level, which is once you've proven yourself and you can make a lot of money with real estate, you can then use other people's money to make them money in real estate. So we've got $30 million. Uh, we've actually you know, put leverage on it. So we'll have $40 million in assets under management probably by the end of November. And our goal is to have $100 million in assets under management by June of next year. And so we've raised 30 million from 70 different investors and we've been buying single family homes, which is my bread and butter. People always say, why not multifamily? I say, multifamily is great, but all I've ever done is single family. I know it inside and out. That's my bread and butter and that's where I can make other people money. We've then used our relationships. Pat, you and I both have a bazillion relationships throughout the country to get to realtors that have more deal flow than they have money, which is quite common. Once you really get good at finding deal flow, you end up running out of money which is one of the reasons you create a fund. And as I buy these homes for my investors with my fund, I get paid first off a management fee. And then after that gets paid back to the investors, a performance fee. So we're a one in 20 fund, 1% of assets under management and a 20% of the, of the gain of after 6% pref. And we expect to return, you know, our target is 14 to 17% to our investors, but it also has the benefit of having a, a dividend to pay out from the rental incomes once we stabilize the properties, which should be a 4 to 6% dividend, and then a true up at the end of the fund life. So we just go out there and do, Pat, what you and I have done our entire lives, which is hustle for deals, look for opportunities. But in a fund structure, you just have to, you know, use other people's money. You have to have a high level of compliance, a high level of accounting efficiency, operational efficiencies. And we have all that thanks to my partner, Tommy Brait, who's got uh, an entire career in the fund business and built operational infrastructure for over $20 billion worth of funds. So we have the team. And just like any great team, we're out there, you know, earning money for the uh, investors. And it's a lot of fun. I've always felt like I was a prophet of wealth or a real estate mogul. And so for me to, so to help other people build wealth through a fund, it seems like the perfect keystone cap to my career. Wow. Magnify Capital, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to put a link to Magnify Capital uh, in David's show notes. Uh, this will be easy. It'll be hybendigital.com backslash David Osborne. 
I'm going to put this as number three, I believe. I think you, you came on once in the very beginning and then twice, so this will be three. I'm going to just do David Osborne in the number three. Uh, Magnify Capital's info will be on there. Uh, Miracle Morning uh, for Millionaires, uh, a link will be on there as well. So uh, let's talk a little bit about it. what advice do you have for somebody that wants to go right? And, and is listening to this and go really fast. I mean, like how long, first of all, David, did it take you to go from your first rental property to where you are today? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, you know, I, I think it's good to go fast. Just don't be stupid fast. You got to be smart fast. And smart fast is not over leveraging and not having negative cash flow. The people that I see blow up, they, they do the 99% leverage. They buy 10 properties in one year and then they have negative cash flow and then the, the economy goes against them. And they can't make the payments. They have to give it all back to the bank. So I can't, I can't start talking about how being aggressive. I think you have to mitigate the downside and then drive hard towards the upside. Now, you and I have both talked about how I bought my first home in 95. It was actually my home to live in. Two years later, I turned it into a rental property and went back to live in an apartment because I didn't like cutting my own yard. So my first real rental property adventure began at 97. Now, 1997. Now, by the way, I want to be clear, my folks had rental properties and I'd done the yard on them and I'd cleaned them out. So I'd been around them since I was 14, 15, 16. So I'd had a lot of experience with rental properties, just not as my own property. So I bought the first one in 97. I was just going to try to pay it off before I bought the next one, which was a mistake in hindsight. But at that time, it seemed like a, a sensible idea. And then you and I went to a Money Matters uh, seminar, which no longer exists. And the guy taught me the difference between positive leverage and negative leverage. And positive leverage is when you borrow debt and make more money from the debt. And negative leverage is when you borrow debt and have negative cash flow from the debt. So positive means you have an increase in return rate. And so I was like, oh, this is stupid to pay this house off. I should borrow against it and buy three more houses, which is exactly what I did. I borrowed against that house. I bought three more houses. And that was all with $20,000 down on the first house. By now it had appreciated. So I was able to take out 60, buy three more houses with $20,000 down. All of these homes were sub $100,000 homes. Because in Austin, where I bought my first one, you couldn't afford sub 100. There weren't any sub $100,000 homes anymore. I bought the next three in Lubbock, Texas. Today, I own those homes and the four of them together are worth about $600,000. I put them all on 15-year notes, so they're all paid for. Um, and those uh, homes that are, have equity of $600,000 have a cash flow of $4,000 a month, $2,800 a month after all expenses. So that's basically about $34,000 a year passive income to me based on a uh, $20,000 investment. And that's over what? Now, I guess we're coming up on 21 years. So that's what's possible. How fast could you go? I think you can go as fast as you can save up 15% down payments. I don't believe really in, in 100% leverage. And I may be stupid. I know Robert Kiyosaki is all for the 100% leverage and pushing the pedal to the metal. But I personally believe you should have at least 10%, maybe 15% down on every single property you buy. And even more importantly than that, after paying debt and all repairs and a vacancy factor and your management fees, you should have a positive cash flow of 100 or 200 a month. So I would rather, instead of being, you know, get rich fast, I would say you should try to get rich absolutely securely and steadily, which means buying once you've saved up that money for those down payments. Great advice. And I'm glad you went through that because people could actually see that. And, and guys, here's the thing, 21 years, that's not that long, right? I mean, to go from where David was to where David is in 21 years is, is phenomenal, Right. And it just started one house at a time. I remember you bought that house. Like I stayed at that house. That yeah, first you, house, you know, I mean, so, 
So, yeah, it's phenomenal. So, uh, you know, the one thing that um, you're brilliant at is, is the whole goal-setting arena. I mean, you've have, you have more goals than just about anybody that I know. Can, can, and and we're, we're getting ready to go in the beginning of the year here, 2019's ahead. What, like, tell me about your goals. How many goals do you have in your journal right now? So I probably have 80 goals. They're right here, two pages worth of goals. And this all began, one side is all business and one side is the seven gardens of life. And this began really through you as well, Pat. You and I were in a class. We learned about accountability. We learned to set three commitments a quarter, thanks to Dr. Fred Gross. And uh, we just, I just took that to an extreme level. What I found was if I wrote something down and I concentrated on it, I would often get it. And I would get it in direct correlation to the amount of uh, accountability I built around it and the amount of times I reviewed it. In fact, reviewing it, you'd think accountability was most important. But what I found was actually reviewing it was m almost more important. It's, it's almost like when you start thinking about uh, a Toyota. You're going to buy a Toyota. You see Toyotas everywhere. Um, you know, Napoleon Hill said... Think about finding a quarter today. Walk around all day and concentrate on finding a quarter. And the odds are you'll probably find a quarter on the ground. And so I've taken that <laughs> philosophy into my goal setting, and I just try to review it on a continuous basis. I look up my goals right here today. I set 80. It looks to me like I've accomplished about 40 of them already. So some of the goals may be easy, like 24 date nights, but some of them are more, you know, intense, like, you know, go on a, a, an epic family vacation with my entire family, which I'm super excited to be doing in November this year with Fambundance. I'm going to see Iceland and, and Finland and stay in an igloo under the northern lights. So the key for me is the goals I'm, is to review them 50 times. And the second key is to have inspirational goals. Because let me tell you, people, it's boring to read anything 50 times, even if you wrote it yourself. So make sure your goals inspire you. I'm inspired to have a great relationship with my wife and kids. I'm inspired to be in great physical shape. I'm expired, inspired to do family-style adventures. Once a quarter, my family and I go do something fun. It doesn't have to be expensive, but we go to see the Grand Canyon, or we go camping, or we go skiing together. And so that we put in there, four killer family vacations, and then one of them being epic above and beyond where I do spend a lot of money. Work out 240 times. Hire a trainer 12 times just to make sure I'm on track. Read 30 books. One of my goals this year that I'm probably not going to make was live overseas for a month, which was my goal. But I keep putting that on there and eventually I'll get that there again. Uh, so you get the idea of, you know, just setting goals that are inspirational and can make a difference in your life. And at first, Pat, I only sold set 10, 20, 30 goals. It's just that I've gotten so good at getting whatever I choose in life that now I set 80 goals. And I'm already working on my 2019 goals. And I just try to write down things that inspire me and fire me up and make me excited about life. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999.
Yeah, that's awesome. 80 goals, everybody. 80 goals right now, active goals. And you heard them. I mean, he listed off like 15 of them, 20 of them right there. I mean, uh, some people just set goals and they have three or they have one, right? And your business goals, right? Because you, you have so many businesses, right? Or do you just set like an income goal, like a gross income for that business goal? Or what yeah, kind of like, business like- goals should people be setting? Yeah. So if I were setting business goals and I wanted to buy investment property, I'd set a goal of looking at 100, 100 potential investment properties and buying one by the end of the year. Uh, and to do that, you'd have to look at about 10 a month, which is about two a week. But in, it'd probably be smarter to look at 10 in a week instead of two in a week. And then so, you know, spend one the first week of every year looking at deals or uh, first week of every month looking at deals. So I have goals of raising 50 million this year. I've raised 30, so I'm behind on that. I want to deploy 80 million because of the leverage. So far, we've deployed 28 million. So I'm, I'm kind of behind on that, but it was an aggressive goal for a new business. I have a goal of getting the champions group in GoBundance to 30. We're at 22. I have a goal of exploring. A, I, I did this one already. I explored doing a joint office with uh, two other high net worth individuals and it didn't work out. We explored whether we could share resources and share an account and CPA, but it didn't work out. So I, I checked that one off. We explored it and it was a fail. Adding a writer to my intellectual property team, we've succeeded on that. Renew one of my businesses that was coming up for renewal. So my goals nowadays are pretty high level goals. Launch a title company, which we did this year. I mean, I set really big chunking goals, but again, and and I'm in mastery of goal setting. And I think if I go back to myself 20 years ago, it might be good just to send, set eight or 10 goals and then really make sure you get them done. And the best way to get them done is to review them constantly and have an accountability partner. I was lucky enough to have Pat Hyben as my accountability partner when I was young. You just want a high aggressive person that's going to help you achieve your goals and doesn't want to, doesn't care so much about your feelings that they let you be less than you could be. You want an accountability partner that would rather be a stand for the greatness you could be than a stand for the mediocrity you currently are. And that goes back to a great accountability partner. And then from that, we've built a great accountability tribe at GoBundance that works on helping all of us be better men, better fathers, better husbands, better business people, keep our bodies in better shape, and so on and so forth. So yeah, setting the goals, I do 80 and I set really big hunking goals now, but I, I encourage people to just start with 10 and try to get those done. It's more of the building the muscle of goal setting and achievement will lead to you getting almost anything you want in life. Wow. And then obviously your second step is surrounding yourself, right, with accountability partners and people that you're just like, when you breathe next to them, it's a sense of accountability. When you breathe next to them, it's an influential effect that, uh, that takes place. And the, the richer they are, or the more successful they are, I should say, in, in any aspect of your seven gardens or whatever, through osmosis, you grow, right? I mean, you've been really good at that. Tell me about, like, if you had to explain the process of how you've surrounded yourself with successful people to grow yourself, can you explain that process a little bit? Yeah, that, you're exactly right. I mean, you want to be around, uh, they say eagles fly alone. But my experience is that's not true. Eagles just want to be with other eagles. And so if you want to be inspired you know, by your life, and it doesn't have to be money, although often money goes hand in hand with it, if, especially if you're an entrepreneur. But like, for instance, there's a guy I know called Scott Harrison that runs Charity Water, which is a charity we've adopted. And they just do an excellent job of engaging their, their donors. And uh, we've given over a quarter million to that cause over the last three years. And they build wells for people that don't have water in Africa, right? And so 
just being around Scott, you're inspired to, to do better and help people have clean water. Who he is vibrates the injustice of people having to spend four hours of every day to find clean water, which is the fate of some 600 million of our fellow beings on this planet, humans on this planet. So, uh, or, or being around a guy, you know, like Tim Road, who just exudes health and vibrates energy on fun and getting out in the woods and getting the goods. You want to be around people that just inspire you and hopefully you inspire them. And then you create this virtuous cycle, this positive feedback loop that helps you get further in life. You, you know, you want to lift people up as well. There's going to be people you mentor and you lift up, uh, but even those folks have to be willing to make the effort. Like they, they can't just be s s leeches that suck you dry. They got to be people that come to you with an open heart, open mind, and a journal to write down the wisdom you're willing to share with them, and then off they go to improve their lives and improve the world around them. Just as we go with our journal in hand, an open heart, and uh, a student's mind to the to the people that can inspire and lead us. And we take our notes and we go execute on that. So the more you surround yourself by that type of tribe, the way easier it gets to accomplish big things. And I got a text from a guy today uh, and he said he's got a conference to look at opportunity zones and he's got, you know, 50 plus high net worth individuals coming to the conference. And he was thanking me for encouraging him to think big. And I thought to myself, you know, this kid, as much as I've helped him think big, Ben really in Tucson, Arizona helps me think big because who he is. He's striving to be more, which reminds me of the importance of striving to be more. And as much as I've contributed to him, he's contributed to me. And that's what a beautiful feedback loop is. And being around the right people makes all the difference for that. Yeah, that's amazing. And obviously, it's a very conscious part of your life, right? Mine too. That's why we created GoBundance. Yep. And then you've created a, a, a step up from that, right? It's called GoBundance Champions. Yep. Right. And then you've created another one that's just kind of like your little remote one with like six guys worth over a hundred million dollars. Right. That's correct. We call ourselves the heart 100s or the rhino 100s. We go back and forth on the two names. And the goal is just to be around people that can, you know, here's the thing about life. It's not about the money, but you have different problems with different amounts of money. So if you have, if you're worth a million bucks, which is which our threshold is to get into GoBundance, uh, you don't have the same challenges of a guy that's making 75 grand a year. You have different challenges. How do I accelerate? How do I expand? How do I multiply my wealth? How do I be wealthy and still be a good dad, right? And and then the champions is the, the 5 million and above. Again, that's different from 1 million. And then frankly, I'm in a group called Tiger 21 where it's 10 million and above. And then at the group I'm with that's around 100 million, each person in it, it's, it's a whole different set of problems. You'd think, oh, I'd love to have that problem. Sure, you might, but it's not easy. It's complex. Like having a lot of wealth is not, you know, Kiyosaki says there's two kinds of money problems, not enough money and too much money. Don't think that too much money is necessarily easy because it really isn't. There's a lot of complexity in that as well. My tax return looks like the Bible. I mean, like the Bible <laughs> printed out double spaced or something. I mean, it's, it's like huge. It's, and, and that's just another skill you have to learn to manage. Like, what are you going to do with your kids? Like, I know a lot of wealthy people that have kids that have a lot of problems and, you know, might have drug addictions and stuff like that. So I'm trying to learn from that now while I have young kids. My older daughter, fortunately, doesn't, I didn't have any money when I raised Kevin, so she doesn't know what that's like. But my younger kids, how can I make sure that they are not just entitled brats who seek drugs to find escape, right? So I'm asking these questions. I'm paying attention to that right now. And that's all from being around people that share that with you and give you that kind of knowledge. And there's, there's actually even classes your kids can go to to learn how to have wealth. So it's, it's just very, life 
always has a path for you if you're willing to seek it out. And that path is usually found in the wisdom of other people that have lived ahead of you. And sometimes it's wisdom on what you shouldn't do. And sometimes it's wisdom of what you should do. But either way, you have to be around people that have lived at the level you're trying to get to in order for you to get there faster. That's awesome. You uh, two great things I picked up out of that. Um, you know, we have at GoBundance we have uh, three different series of uh, playing cards that we ask each other when we go on trips and things like that together that get you to think really hard. You know, a great question uh, for the next deck is how many pages is your tax return? Right. You know, that's great because I, I think mine's uh, well, four hundred eight. And yeah, uh, it's crazy. I can imagine yours is probably probably a thousand a thousand. It's yeah, a thousand. Yeah, it's illegible, man. That's what it is. <laughs> Thank gosh I have a good team to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So, guys, I'm going to put everything David and I talked about today on hybendigital.com backslash David Osborne, the number three, right? The number three. By the way, there's no E in Osborne, so don't screw that up. And David, as you know, everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. And I'm going to put that free gift in your show notes. What is your free gift today? So if you go to thegoaltemplate.com, thegoaltemplate.com, I'm going to give all your listeners uh, the goal template that I use to manage my gardens and my business of life. So they can go there and it's just free. You just click in it and that's the kind of my flight plan for living. That's awesome, guys. And I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm also going to put that uh, in his show notes. So that'll all be in there. Magnified Capital will be in there. I'll put the, the water charity in there, uh, link to that. Um, everything, basically, the Miracle Morning for Millionaires, guys. I'm going to put a link to this book. You need to get this book, Miracle Morning for Millionaires. It is one of the hottest selling. I'll be honest with you. I saw the stats. David, David uh, is an avid student of numbers and stats, and I was actually able to see the back end of the, probably I probably shouldn't say this, but see with the back end of all the Millionaire series. His is blowing the other one's off the charts. It's selling like 10 times as much. So there's a reason and it's because it's a good book, right? It is, it is a really, really, really good book. I bought like 10 copies and handed them out to everybody I knew that came to visit. I need to stack up on some more. So much stuff going on. And guys, I'm also going to do something. David and I created a course. It's called a Certified Real Estate Mogul right? It's got 12 different instructors, all real estate moguls, all own office buildings, shopping centers, and, and single-family houses all started at the bottom like David did 21 years ago, and now they're here like I did, right? It's 10 hours of video training, 78 quizzes to make sure you or your agents or students are paying attention, and all these downloads. We've got tons of downloads that, that come, forms that David uses, forms that I use. And here's the thing, David didn't want me to uh, mention it on here, really talk about it unless we gave a massive discount so that this was special. So I'm going to give a discount that only you will know about that have heard this. So much that I'm calling it DO, which stands for David Osborne. If you go to uh, rebusuniversity.com and you go and you type in a coupon code DO90, that's DO90, you will get 90% off any of the individual courses or the entire course itself, which covers, like he said, five levels 
five levels of how to go from your first house to owning a private equity fund with $30 million to spend as you wish, sort of, on real estate, which sounds like an, a really, really fun job. All right, buddy, you got any words of wisdom to leave the audience with? Yeah, I mean, just be purposeful. The most successful people in the world are always purposeful. Take some time. It's, it's the end of the year to think about the future that you want to create. Take a journal. Go somewhere beautiful and inspirational. Write down all the things you want to have happen in the upcoming year, the next year, and put that down and coordinate it, organize it, put it into goals. Go to the goaltemplate.com and put it into that format or whatever format you want to use and print that stuff out, stick it on your bathroom mirror, stick it in your journal, stick it someplace where you'll see it. Start living a purposeful life and include in that purpose owning cash-flowing real estate, and it'll make all the difference. Good luck to everyone, brother. It's always great to be on your show. I love what you're doing with Rebus University. You are a contributor to the world, Pat Hyben, which is one of the many reasons I love you. Thanks, brother. It goes both ways. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm so glad we were able to do so many investments together and create abundance together and create so much uh, things that are just helping the universe. And I appreciate you coming on and being absolutely 100% candid, guys, and, and someone that knows their numbers. A lot of people come on here and they give round numbers or they don't know the numbers. David knows his numbers. He's candid about his numbers, and, and I appreciate you being honest because it actually it inspires a lot of people. So, hybendigital.com backslash David Osborne without the E, number three. Or, of course, you can get his gold template as well in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can be found on hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or just text the word toolbox to 444-999. Drew, have a beautiful day, man. Good luck at both of your high, high target uh, meetings or whatever they are today, and uh, I'll be seeing you soon. Thanks, brother. Love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives. And we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.